2: And I'm Jamie Jennings. I'm back. I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 7th, episode 3054, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse friends.
1: I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the
0: Morning. You heard that right. She's back. How are you? Oh, man, I'm good to be.
2: I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm glad to be here. How about that? Well,
0: good. So, yeah, this is probably the longest you're going to sit down for two weeks.
2: You know, and I've been up since 6, and uh, it's been three hours of nonstop, so I deserve a little break. <laughs>
0: there you go. Well, Jamie is back to tell us all about her last two weeks. Reese Koffler-Stanfield of The Dressage Show stopping by. She's bringing us our holiday recipe of the week. And for longtime listeners, that'll be deja vu, because she used to bring us recipes all the time about... 12 years ago. Uh, Plus, we'll announce the HRN Holiday Wind Tech Saddle Giveaway. I'm going to give you all the details on that in two minutes. And Equestrian First World Problems. And auditors, hang on, we have have an interesting auditor show for you today.
2: Yeah, we cannot mention anything about it in the regular show. So if you are not an auditor and you want to hear some fun, uh, you can become one.
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Post-show. Well, there is a contest. So we're not doing Radiothon this year, but we still have stuff to give away. So we've come up with an alternate. You can win yourself a brand new WinTech saddle for Christmas up to a $1,500 value. That's right. Up to a $1,500 saddle. And all you have to do is one of three things. Number one. You can get one entry just by going to horseradionetwork.com, clicking on the banner, and there's an entry form there. You just fill it out, send it in, and, uh, I posted this in the auditor room last night, and about a hundred auditors have entered already. So just go there. You get one entry for doing that. And you can only, you can only do one per person. You can get two entries into the contest to draw the drawing for the saddle if you send us a voicemail. You submit us a holiday voicemail using the green voicemail button on the right side of the website, or you can record a message on your phone and send it to us. (coughs) Excuse me, or you can send it to us at glennathorseradio.network.com. Get creative, involve the horses, or the dogs, or the cats, or your barn mates, or just wish everyone, uh, everyone, or that special someone a happy holidays. That's all you have to do is record us a regular voicemail in your voice and send it to us. And that'll get you two entries. So you get more entries for doing more work. And you get four entries if you submit us a poem or a song. So this is, this is reminiscent of Radiothon and we're going to play these on horses in the morning as the holidays go along. So I need you, what I need you to do there is submit a, uh, Same thing, submit a voicemail off the website or record one yourself and send it to us, and then you will get uh, four entries into the contest. So that level requires you to write a song or a poem about the holidays, including your favorite HRN shows, hosts, or sponsors so somewhere in the song or the poem so you have to mention somebody
2: they have to sing a song about you is that about really us what that you're is doing? correct <laughs> that is what we're doing this year
0: and most of them did that anyway but uh, so think radiothon level all you creative people that we're sending in these entries every year you get four en- or you get four entries uh, to the saddle drawing if you do this and plus you get to hear it on the radio so uh, definitely do that we would love to have you uh, involved in it we want to hear as many voicemails as we can and as i said we'll play them on horses in the morning as we as we go through the holidays we won't play them all in one day we'll scatter them out but we're looking forward to this we we've kind of missed you guys singing and telling stories and wishing everybody a happy holiday so please do do it you have until december the 15th to enter and as i said it's only one entry per person so if and you And there's
2: a Wintech saddle giveaway that's awesome.
0: Yep and it's any Wintech saddle you choose you pick and the Isabel Wintech is a fifteen hundred dollars saddle. So, uh, you know, it depends on what you want, and or you can give it away as a present. That'd be a really good present for somebody. I'd keep no. it yourself. No, no, you that's
2: don't. not. Why would you, you even say something that <laughs> ridiculous?
0: Yeah, you don't want to do that. All right, daily Winnie time. Give away a saddle. <laughs> Well, happy birthday to one auditor, and that's Katie Moulton. Happy birthday to you and uh, everybody I might have missed, but I don't think I did. But happy birthday to Katie. We have no new auditors uh, this past week. So if you want to become an auditor, go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner, and for as little as $3 a month, you can you can get in the super secret auditor room and be part of all the special things that we do. I have one other Daily Winnie, and that's to an eventer and past guest here on the show. Lainey Ashker's been on the show. Her mom was on the show quite a bit. Remember when she was riding across the country? Yep. Well, Lainey posted this after her weekend eventing. She said it's taken 38 years, countless polls, hundreds of refusals, tons of buck-offs, 57 broken bones, lots of broken relationships, countless tears, and literally hundreds of horse shows, and I've finally won my first FEI event. Thank you, Lottie as your horse, for helping me achieve this result and all of my other horses along the way that have helped me earn ten or earn those ten thousand hours to get me to this point. The lesson learned here, it takes many, many years to become an overnight success. <laughs> Congratulations delaney. I'm so excited Yay! for her. She's worked a long time to make this happen.
1: That's
0: amazing. I mean fifty-seven broken bones to win her first FEI bet. That's commitment right there. But it just goes to show you, you know. Sometimes you just have to stick with it until the right horse comes along, right? So, oh,
2: yeah, but see, vendors too are a special brand of crazy. They're like the English equivalent of bull riders. You know, like it's just gonna, it's gonna break something, but you gotta get back on.
0: That's it <laughs> for fifty-seven <laughs> times. Yeah, so I just had to give that to her. I know she doesn't listen to the show, but uh, it was it was special. She's been on the show before.
2: So I briefly touched on the fact that when I, when I just popped in last week that pink had to be hospitalized for colic, for colitis and pink is my pregnant broodmare and she's older and she's pregnant and I wasn't really feeling great about her chances. Um, because she was just really, really sick and I've owned her for 10 years and I've never seen her sick ever. So I get her to the hospital. It's not looking good. I have to make the decision of like, what are we going to do? And I was like, you know, just give her, let's give her one more day. Let's give her one more day. Next day he calls me. She's doing great. Miracle upon miracles. She makes it. She spends a week in the hospital while I'm doing the clinic. I bring her home, Glenn, and I am tasked with, now now, keep in mind, I had started weaning her baby and then but it was like just intermittently but like she got sent to the hospital so the weaning is a thing like we're weaned uh so How she gets the baby again 5 5 months five, and my so vet, she was just
0: about anyway Yeah
2: so, and my yeah. vet with the, with with Pink's condition with all the months of stall rust has just lost a lot of weight and she's like you do a lot better for Pink, if you could just wean the baby. So I start weaning. I put the baby Effie out with Zeus, with Duke, and then I put him out with Zeus. I put her out with Zeus. And uh, Zeus is like the best uncle. It's amazing. like He's fantastic. He's taken such good care of her. He's like, you can't have my food. You stay over there, but I'm not going to hurt you. He's been great. Okay. So I get Pink up there, come back from the hospital. It's been five days they meet. Oh dear God. It's like I've never, it's like they've never been apart and I just pulled them apart. It's been just like a frantic mess. I get so fed up. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to put the mare. I don't know where to put the baby. I don't know where to put. And so I end up turning Duke out with pink. A lot of
0: screaming at the farm right Oh now. <laughs> dear God. The
2: yelling. And so Duke is my 29 year old solid, amazing citizen. And so he is now out with pink. Okay. Great. Everybody's calm. Now I am tasked with giving pink Oral antibiotics, twice a day. Now, this shouldn't be a big deal. She's 22 years old, like, or 21 years old. I I should be able to just put it in a doser. Uh Uh-uh. No, no, no. No. So these pills, you have to, like, soak them for, like, two hours to get them to dissolve, right? So I get them to dissolve. I put them in a syringe. And I'm like, okay. And I put them in her mouth. And I squeeze it in, like, back of her throat. Hold her head up. Drop her head. (laughs) gone spits it out like son of a gun so two hours later i have to try again because it takes two hours soak dang things so they soak them again i'm like you know what? i'm just gonna drizzle a little bit on her food and see if i can get her to eat that nope hunger strike God dang it! Okay, so what do I do now? All right, so I've got that. I can't. I don't. Uh, you know what? I'll try the dosing again, and then I'll hold her head up for five minutes. So I'm like, my left arm is so sore, my muscles. I'm like, hold it. I squirt it in her mouth. I hold her head up in the air, and I'm just waiting. I'm like, rubbing her neck. I heard her swallow. I stick my finger in her ear. All the tricks to like make him swallow. Five minutes. I'm holding this mare's head in the air. I drop her head down. <laughs> Gone. Mike's God bless. So at this point, Glenn, I feel like a contestant on the British baking show. I have come up with 67 different steps to get this stupid mare to take her stupid antibiotics. And it's finally working, which includes taking molasses of all things. I put molasses in the bottom of a bucket, just in the bottom of the bucket. I'm like, sniff that. And she's like, no, that's terrible. And I was like, sniff it. And I pushed her face up into the bucket to where like our lips were black from the molasses. And she's like... Hmm, that's all right. So then I take the molasses and I put a little water in it and slosh it around and she like drinks it. Okay, so I'm going to take some molasses. I'm going to put it on top of like a beet pulp and then soak that and with a little molasses in it, give her that. She's like, mm, that's good. I'm like, okay, now we're going to add alfalfa cubes with the molasses and the beet pulp and now we're going to put a little bit of grain on top of it. Okay, there you go. She eats that. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the pills, put some molasses in, shake it up, but also then I put the that into the beet pulp mix. And I stir that around. Add her marin full grain, and then I stir that around. And then, like a contestant on the show, I drizzle like a balsamic reduction, the molasses <laughs> in like a pattern along the top of the bucket of beet pulp, of alfalfa cubes, of of the marin full feed, of the antibiotics. And what did
0: the judges think?
2: And ding ding ding. <laughs> we have a winner. Now, it is not a fast to go. Yeah, it, it takes only, her about, it takes
0: about as long as baking a cake.
2: It, it takes <laughs> her, and it takes her another four hours to eat it because she's still not. Quite on board yet, but I swear to God, I mean days and days of like, how do I get this horse to take these pills? And I'm good at dosing horses. Like I was a bed tech, like I could get that sucker in there and down. And choose. she sees me come with that halter, she's like, no, 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 and I'm like, uh huh, and you're gonna get it. And then like I go through it and I'm like, Mm-mm, no, I'm not gonna eat that. And I'm like, son of, a-. Uh, so at this point. I, I, I've had to order more antibiotics because she's deposited so many on the ground that I think all my dogs are free and clear of like any sort of virus for the rest of their lives. Because <laughs> Homer, stop licking that Homer. Homer. <laughs> well,
0: they'll be good and healthy. <laughs>
2: exactly. Oh, so it's been so fun, but she's doing, doing well enough to be as can be expected. So my daily Winnie goes to me.
0: <laughs> for that. That's a first. Uh,
2: <laughs> now, I'd also like to give a daily Winnie to Red Miles, Stanley Ace, Zeus Oplin, Oh Little Brother, and Donnelly, because they were the stars of the show for the clinic. I use these horses, and I mean, they were fantastic teachers. And you know, when you're pairing up a student with a horse, you want the horse, like, okay, which horse, which horse should I use? It doesn't matter because the horse is going to do what the person tells them. You can't fake anything. And so, It was so great to see these horses, like, really. Absorb the energy and like the breathing and the, the steps and the, you know, the ones you had to be a little more smooth with. They were smooth. It was so fantastic. And Greta, Monica, Jen and Sophie were my four, uh, in the clinic and it was amazing. And I just wanted to thank you guys for coming. And I can't wait till we, I, I can't wait to see the progress. I already heard from Jen, who's like, one of the kids in, uh, my barn was talking about How her horse comes into pressure, like moves into her leg. And she was like, I got to explain Thigmo Texas. I'm like, okay, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't know. Well, you'll just have to Google it, or come to a clinic, and then you'll learn all about that. But it was really fun. It was a lot of work, and the horses were fantastic. And um yeah. I'm and glad did I you see?
0: Are we allowed to talk about the good news that came out of it? One yes. of the horses got uh, got adopted.
2: Yeah. So the the young lady Sophie, who had bought Stanley, which she now calls him Roman, which is really weird for me, but it's okay. So his his registered name is Roman Empire, and so she named she calls him Roman. So she came with him and. Then one of the horses that came from Horse and Hound, his name was Oh Little Brother. And I was like, oh, bother. Like this horse is never going to get adopted because he is like a plain bay, 15 three-hand cribber. I'm like, I had no shot. Well, I get that horse and he doesn't lead. He doesn't do any three years old. Like he's kind of like whatever. And I put the dually halter on him and he's like, I'm just going to walk this way. And I was like, no, you're not. And he was like, I'm sorry, I'll never do that again. And then like, oh, what is that? I don't know what that is. Oh, that's okay. All right, I'm okay with that. Like every single thing I did for this horse, like what we, we taught him, he was like, okay, I got it. Move on to the next thing. Like the best like intentions of a horse ever and just like this clean slate and this total sweet kind nature and she just fell in love with him. And so she took him home. This is
0: one of the participants, right?
2: Yes, yeah. yes, 17 year old who's a hunter jumper. And, uh, you know, she, I let her do the first, all the things on him and stuff. And, and she's, she's like, Oh my God, I just love him. I'm like, well, he is up for adoption. You can, you know, take him home. And she goes, Oh, I already sent pictures to my mom. <laughs> I was like, of course she did. And so then she's like, yeah, we'll take him. So she took him home and it's fantastic. And I'm, I'm thrilled for the horse and thrilled for her. I have a couple other ones here right now that Donnelly and o- o- Oplin, who is, a beautiful five-year-old liver chestnut with just a reaction time. That is like so quick. It's kind of, he, he's kind of tough. Um, and then Donnelly is a stunning three-year-old who is just really kind and really awesome.
0: And he's going to be a, a cool horse for somebody. So uh, although
2: uh, Barrett loves him, so we're going to have to fight.
0: <laughs> so I, uh, so these people have now gone through the introductory course for money, Roberts, and right. if they want, they can go to the to the next step, right?
2: The next step is the introductory exam, and I am qualified to give the exam, and I can. However, they have to – I sent them home with a 500-page manual on Every single thing to do with a horse. And that is the what you write. Basically, the test is essay questions and you write and write and write. I mean, I, I passed it. So it can't be that hard. Um, <laughs> but it's hard. I and remember so, when
0: you were doing it too. Oh
2: God. I was like, I am 40 years old and I'm making note cards, like, <laughs> like I'm 15. It was, it was a, it was a lot to process and a lot of work, but the knowledge that you gain is insane. Um, so yeah, so they have to, go home and study. And I told them when they're ready, you know, they have to keep me updated with videos and send them and we'll talk. And, and uh, when they're ready, they can come back and take the exam and, and then, uh, then they have to go take the advanced course in California.
0: Very cool. Well, congratulations to Greta, Monica, Jen, and Sophie for, for uh, getting that done. And for you, for, for doing it now, is this something you're going to do once a year or- Probably
2: yeah. once a year. I'd like to do it twice a year, but you know, until I get that indoor or that covered round pin, which I have been getting quotes on, it hurts. Um, I just well, can't do it. Especially now, the price of what's through the or, roof. Yeah. yeah, it was spring or summer. So, so I think October has proven to be a good month to be outside. Um, and it was great to have the two weeks in case we had weather. I would use the weekend and it worked out great. So I'll probably do next October as well because it is a, I mean, it's a lot of work for me, for one person, so.
0: But it was good. Very good. Well, let's talk a little bit about, well, let, before we get to the World Equestrian Center, can we talk about bugs? So when I mentioned we had fruit flies, we got about, what, about 100 people that, that responded with remedies for fruit flies. I'm still getting them. By the way, the fruit flies seem to be somewhat under control. The, the little cups with the saran wrap on top and the holes poked in and, you know, oranges or something fruity inside apple cider vinegar seemed to do the trick.
2: I can't imagine what your house looked like. It must have had oh, just like, we had cups little cups and everywhere, bowls. <laughs> everywhere. And, and do you don't have to change
0: them out every couple of days because they get disgusting. So anyway, uh, we're on to a new bug. So, the, uh, oh, no. so the other morning, I don't know why I went outside. So I went outside. We have this wooden privacy fence all the way around the backyard. So we and on the other side in the neighbor's yard is a big tree. So I go outside and I see these flying things over near the fence. It's a little bit away from the house. So I walk over there and there's this trail of little bugs with white wings crawling up the fence and flying away. And then I look at the neighbor's tree and call Jennifer out. There are thousands of them coming up the tree and flying away. And I said to Jennifer, I'm going to take a picture, but I think that looks like a termite. So I took a picture and then looked, and yep, there were termites. So Ah. happened to be that day the Orkin man was coming out for his monthly visit. So I took the Orkin man out there, and in an hour it had stopped. But I had the pictures, and I showed him. He said, yep, those are termites. I need to get the termite lady out. So termite lady comes out. By the way, there's a job. Your whole job is termites, so she comes out and she looks around and she digs through the dirt there by the by the fence and she finds all these carcasses and she said, "Yep, these are termites, subterranean termites to be specific." Did you know there were many <laughs> different kinds of
2: termites? I can't say that I did. All no, I me either. Of termites, I think of like the Looney Tunes where they would just like chomp through everything.
0: Yes, well, that's pretty much what they're doing to our fence and apparently the neighbor's tree. Oh, um, so then she said, "Well, we have to figure out." She said are... She's not sure if they're in the house. We have a concrete block house, but they still can get in the house. Uh, so she's not sure if they're in the house. So she said, well, let's go walk to the other side of the yard. And we have this piece of wood on the, on the ground. And she turned over the piece of wood and sure enough, all these little white dots of termites. Um, so. I can both, tell you
2: how to see if they're in your house.
0: Well, she looked around. She didn't think so. Do so you, like,
2: like, do you have your bed on like a frame? Yes. Like a frame. Is the frame gone? <laughs> Because no, if it is, exactly. they're in the
0: house. <laughs> we have bamboo floors too. So, <laughs> I noticed. Oh, yeah. so now it's like, okay, she said, they're in your backyard. They're going to head to the house. She said, and if you've got them both sides of the backyard, that's a very large colonies of. Termites. And we live in a neighborhood. So it's like I got to tell the neighbor at some point. (laughs) She's probably full of them. So, yep, $2,500 to come out and uh, do the termite treatments. And they have to drill through your concrete foundation. Oh my inside the house and around the house and then they squirt the stuff down in there so that's all a day's process and very loud uh but it just so happens that we scheduled it for the day that i'm not going to be on the show because otherwise i would had to go find some place to do the show because i'm on jury duty i got ah. called again so on the 21st you will have lisa and i will be at jury duty
2: Gotcha.
0: So. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. So there's the new batch of bugs that we have here. Uh, that we're looking Isn't home
2: to... ownership fun? Aren't you so glad you bought a house? Do you remember the your first or...
0: 10 years we were together on this show? I said we were never going to buy a house again. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah.
2: yeah. I Do you remember that?
0: That's yeah, I do question. remember that. <laughs> I do remember that now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, oh, that sucks. I'm yeah. sorry, buddy. That That is brutal. <laughs>
0: So let's talk about the World of Question Center. That's a happier note. Um, they have a whole bunch of stuff going on right now. Now we're getting into the busy season over there and we're starting the fall series this week of premier hunters and jumpers. They're on Saturday night. They're doing a hundred thousand dollar Grand Prix returns at seven o'clock for the next four Saturday nights. They'll do under the lights uh, where they do Grand Prix rounds. So that's a lot of fun because you can, you can just get your pizza from the pizza place right there and sit there and watch the Grand Prix. Uh, also, they are doing a dressage show starting next week. They have a couple of weeks of USEF and USDF-rated shows. Remember when they couldn't get any rated shows? Well, it's changed a lot. And then uh, uh they're also doing – this is the variety they have there. And this is the variety of footing that they What's have. What's happening now? Every one of these – Disciplines requires different footing, it seems like. But uh, you can watch the largest paying barrel racing event in the Southeast. That's going to be happening also later in the month. So from barrel racing to dressage to jumpers, all in one place. And uh, you can find all of that at WorldEquestrianCenter.com. They have the full schedule there. And as I said, it's going to be really busy from now through. Plus, they really decorate beautifully for Christmas. So you're going to want to see that, too. So that's all coming up at the World Equestrian Center.
2: Well, hey, before we get to Reese, um, I just have to make mention, and I would like to thank all the auditors who have sent me this and um, let them also know that I I am aware uh, because I stalk him. So, of course, I know where he is. But Tom Burlington...
0: Oh, are you time. going? Yeah, tell everybody what it is. You're going over, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, just a couple more days until the 40th anniversary screening of The Man from Snowy River at the Astor Theatre in St Kilda, Melbourne. Uh, I'm going to have to have some more time off. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be there doing Q and A sessions and is going to meet audience members who want autographs and
0: pictures. And I'm you just... could finally talk to him.
2: <laughs> I mean, for real. So um, it's it's posted on his page as if he. Wrote It And it's like on his Facebook page, I'll be there to participate in queue. Well, let me tell you something. That ain't him that's writing that, I'm pretty sure, because I have written him multiple times and he has not written me back and I don't understand. And so I like I like found different pages. I'm sorry. We're just, you know, a fan page for for Tom. And then this one's like if you send a message to that page, the one that he posted on. You get an instant reply. Thank you so much for your. And I was like, "Oh my god, he wrote back!" No, they've like set some sort of like like thing where it just writes back immediately. Thank you so much for your attention and your message, and we will get back to you and as soon as we can.
3: Which is a lie. <laughs>
2: Lies.
0: So can uh, can you get your free flights over to Australia?
2: I can. So uh, you know what? I gotta go. See you later. I'm gonna it's only take gonna take off. you
0: two days to get there. Exactly. Two days to get home.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Oh my God, how cool would that be? But you know what? What if I went all the way over there for that and he was like, not nice. I would suck. I want to pretend that it's just his people that are keeping him from me and it's not him.
0: Do you know what is- he's doing now, by the way?
2: Are you quizzing me or are yes. you asking me?
0: I'm at- either way.
2: Well, I do know that he is a singer.
0: Yeah, he's, and uh, con- he, he's he stars in his a-
2: impersonation. Yeah, it's
0: exactly it. He stars yeah. as his own musical shows, uh, with doing Frank Sinatra. <laughs> so.
2: I mean, he's all class, <laughs> that guy.
0: And for those wondering, I thought he's got to be like 75 now. He's 66.
2: Yeah, so he yeah. I, I really worked on him pretty hardcore and, and would get no response. And then he got the gig of, uh, being on. Uh, Australia's Got Talent he was like I think the Simon Cowell or one of the he was like one of the judges on Australia's Got Talent and then so he blew up and was super famous and wouldn't take my calls and now he's like you know not on that show anymore and he's back to doing things like this and he still won't take my messages.
0: <laughs> did you know he had only ridden a horse a few times before he was cast in the film?
2: I did know that.
0: Yeah. I did. He I learned to ride you know on
2: that. the horse he rode in the movie.
0: Yeah. What? Do you think he's ever ridden since?
2: These are all the questions I have for him. I have so many
0: questions. You, I thought maybe that he was just, t- you know how William Shatner doesn't like to talk about Star Trek anymore. I thought maybe that he just didn't want to talk about that movie anymore. Like yeah, but he's here done here he it.
2: is, like doing yes, like,
0: screenings. And, that blew my theory.
2: Uh, I'm going to stop complaining, okay? <laughs> like I'm going to stop talking about him. You know what? So I'm going to take a moratorium on Tom Burlington because, <laughs> until, he, until he comes on the show.
0: Yeah, I'm not covering your flight, by the way. (laughs) Because you'll get there, and they'll have your picture on the wall. They won't even let you in the theater. Be like, she's a stalker.
2: Here she is. (laughs) Put the rope up. Get the security guards. I've been very kind. I just happen to copy and paste the same message every week. (laughs)
0: let's go to our recipe, our holiday recipe of the week, which we're doing every Monday now through the holidays. We've had a variety of recipes. And I know that some of you say, well, I don't cook, so I'm not interested in the recipes. This is one anybody can do. This is simple. Requires no cooking. So you can do this one. And Reese Koffler-Stanfield, who was the one that started recipes on our show about 12 years ago, is coming on to do it with us. Well, hi, Reese. Thanks for joining us again.
3: You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Back to my roots. I yes. love
0: it. Yeah, it was only like twelve years ago that you were doing recipes with us.
3: <laughs> Should we tell everybody what that was? That's that's actually that's how I started on the
2: on the radio show, radio yeah. network. And then Glenn talked you into doing a dressage podcast, and you were going to do it for three months. How'd that go? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think we're
3: at uh, 10 and a half years. So I'm still working <laughs> on those three months. Uh, yeah, we'd never have known the adventures we would have gone on. So, dressage people,
0: they have a distorted view of time. So, um. <laughs>
3: <laughs> something.
0: <laughs> it's for having to watch all those dressage tests, it distorts it's time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's probably true. It's probably true. No, it's so fun. And um, this is, i we, we still don't remember how we met, but. I happen to mention I like to cook. And Glenn said, would you come on and and do a recipe segment? And I was like, of course, I'm obsessed with the Food Network and want to be a star. So I'm ready.
0: Here I am. (laughs) Instead, you're talking about dressage.
3: We make it fun, though. Yes, you I do. Think, I think Philip and I, you know, we we can we make it a little lighter
0: for sure. <laughs> you do. All right, your recipe is called Last Minute Party Dip, and I was saying earlier in the show for all for all the people who complain that we do recipes because they don't cook, this is, you don't need to cook. You can, anybody can do this one.
3: Exactly. Well, so this is I actually this is from the Joanna Gaines cookbook and uh, Magnolia Table, and I think you know I I live in a small space, but I am obsessed with cookbooks. But finally, my husband was like, okay, we're at the max amount of cookbooks. So if you get a new one, one has to leave, which is really, really sad. So I do love cookbooks. but I They really usually say like
0: that about cookbooks. horses.
2: But- I know. I was going <laughs> right. to say,
3: like, keeper. <laughs> we have a rule in our house. I don't ask what he spends on bourbon. He doesn't ask what I spend on horses. And it, it works out great for us. Well, he
2: must drink a lot. <laughs>
3: That's what I was thinking. I've driven him to it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, I've driven him to it. So... uh so I love this one. Um, I, The reason I love it is because I was thinking of the other night when we had to be at a party, and it was a potluck party. And I have everything to make this dip besides the onions, which you can uh, take out. It's fine. Uh, in my pantry at all times. Because I also live, you know, we live on a farm, so we're not far from town. But we're, you know, ten minutes in and out to town, and uh, it's not around the corner. So I love having everything that I need so that I can make this dip and off we go. So, all right, I'll tell get us started. what the
0: ingredients are.
3: So no cooking. It says prep time fifteen minutes. I have done it in far less. So, <laughs> <laughs> so again, you're going to need two eight ounce blocks of. You can do third of fat cream cheese. You can literally do whatever cream cheese you got. It's totally fine. If you can take the fat out, I think it's probably good. And then one cup drained oil-packed sun-dried tomatoes, coarsely chopped. And I like to keep that sun-dried tomato oil because you can use it in pastas or something else. So I don't throw that away. Um, and then one 7.5-ounce jar of marinated quartered artichokes drained and chopped one cup minced green onions, light and dark green parts, one teaspoon of garlic powder, one teaspoon of kosher salt, one tablespoon of freshly ground black pepper to taste, and then bagel chips or crackers or literally whatever you have in your cupboard is perfect. So then this is when it, the, the you put it in a stand mixer. You don't need a stand mixer. You can do it yourself. You're just going to use – it's okay. You'll use the muscles for the dip. So you can eat the dip and you've literally, <laughs> you know, you put the cream cheese, the sun-dried tomatoes, the artichoke, green onions, everything together. You combine it, which is perfect. Then you transfer half the dip to a small serving dish um, and you top it with paper and you can store it in the fridge and then you refill as you, as necessary. So, you know, or you can just dump it all in one dish, which is what I typically do. And then you just store it and you can have leftovers for about three to four days and off you go but it's really good and there's never leftovers and you could even put cute little crackers on it or make put it on a charcuterie board which is like my favorite way to eat is a charcuterie board and uh off you go
0: so this is so easy. One. Anybody can do this one.
3: <laughs> I know, which is why I picked
2: it. It's making me hungry, number one. And number two, what a great tip on keeping the oil. I don't think I would have thought of that, huh. but you're right. That would be really good. And like some pasta, if you're going to make some, some pasta primavera, like, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, whatever, you, whatever you need it for. And it, it keeps just fine. And you know, it's interesting, Travis and I, my husband and I have done some cooking classes together. And, you know, when you go to like really learn from a chef, they don't throw anything away. They use everything. It's really, it's really cool. And then I looked at how I cook. I was like, oh. I would throw that away. But they don't do that. They really they will use all the items which I think is super cool. So I try to do that when they I They also have
0: refrigerators the size of a building. So that's yeah. part of it too. <laughs>
3: For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, they they have They're a, not
0: yeah. living in your tiny home.
3: <laughs> exactly. Well, we have a we have a normal fridge, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have a travel trailer so I have more fridge space. Yeah, that's so right. I'm good to go.
0: Well, this is the recipe. We're going to put it in the show notes right there on your podcast player. So, And I'll post it over in the auditor room as well uh, so that everybody can find it and, and make it quickly and easily for the holidays. No excuse not to show up with this. And I wanted to ask you, you did get a travel trailer this year. So you got a long one, actually. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I, don't, I don't know about we. It's not moved yet. It's I'm a little nervous about pulling that baby out for its first trip, I think yeah. it just (laughs)
0: You got a really long one. So that's because you're going to be heading to Wellington soon. How did your season go? How did you do this year?
3: Well, so, well, we're not done yet, actually. So actually this week here in Lexington is the U.S. National Finals. So, which is a plus and minus that I get to sleep in my own bed during a national championship. I also have a full training barn and lessons. So I still seem to not take off for that which is fine. Um, So we have the national championships. Uh, Follow me or big Mike is what we call him. Um, And people who listen to the show have kind of, uh, I got him six years ago. So they've heard updates throughout um, the last six years. Uh, So he is in the intermediary one in the intermediary freestyle division. So, uh, so yeah, it's a big week for us here, national championship, which is crazy. Um, so So what do
0: you, what do you use music wise for your freestyle?
3: You know, that's a great, it's kind of a Celtic theme. It's a, it's a little more vocal, uh, a little more edgy than I typically have done for my freestyles, but I really like it. Look at you
0: stepping out.
3: I know. I know. Well, I was, I was stepping out because I really wanted, um, it was actually for another horse. I'm not going to lie. Um, and, uh, but Big Mike and the other horse were pretty similar and I wanted it for the CDI ring. Uh, and for, for big stadiums. So I'm really excited about doing it. And uh now will Big Mike be side.
0: wearing a kilt?
3: Um no. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try not to do a kilt.
0: Okay. We're gonna just.
3: try not to do a kilt.
0: Okay. So well uh, it's Celtic just, music, I thought maybe yeah. right
3: <laughs> we're just gonna keep traditional outfit, I hope. But no, it's in the big all tech stadium. Um there's great um there's live stream if people are interested for the full national championship, which is really cool. You can, you know, follow your favorite professional and friend. So
0: yeah. So you have a chance f- of being a national champion?
3: Yeah, I, he's got a pretty good chance of, in the freestyle, the technical, we'll see. But in the freestyle, he has a very good freestyle. He just won uh, Westphalian Horse of the Year. So no pressure, big Yay. Mike. Come on, get
0: it together. Good for you. I remember <laughs> when you got that horse.
2: God, I love yes! Mike.
0: Yeah. I still
3: have yeah. my
2: pictures with him and I, I'm like, I think I come up just mid cannon.
3: <laughs> oh, big mike. You know, he's bigger jamie like now he's like he he walked out the other day i was like hubba hubba like he's looking he's, <laughs> he's looking all fun. puffed up huh he's he's looking he's looking ready yeah which is great he doesn't eat very much big mike big mike's like his mommy like we're very easy keepers so
0: just some dip you're good
3: you're looking you're looking good big mike he's he's looking sporty so yeah so it should be a good uh and i've got a couple other students that that are going so it should be a fun week here and so how many horses
0: little? will show up for the National Dressage Championships?
3: There's a lot. Yeah. I, I don't actually know the numbers. I'm sorry for that. Um, I should probably know that for my podcast, but sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know that. Um, I have a question, a though. Uh, just like on the business end,
2: how many horses do you have in full, like say, full training? And how many horses of your own do you have? I'm struggling with the ratio if you can't tell. Well, that's,
3: it. Uh, so Jamie, that's actually a really valid question. So I teach a whole class on this at the university of Kentucky, but um so I have right now, I have eight in full training and I had this summer uh, nine and 10 for a month. Have, that's a little too much for me. Um So right now, currently we have eight in the barn. Uh, I own um three of them, but all of them are syndicated. So I don't outright own any, any of my horses, which, uh, is a great way to do it for young professionals or anyone, right? If you have people that are interested in, in owning horses, kind of like, uh, the racehorses, right? They syndicate mm-hmm. horses all the time. I think Flightline's syndicated actually. Yeah. Um, and I would like so, to own part of that yeah. horse. <laughs> no kidding, right. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, so yeah, so I, I do that. And then I do a lot of teaching. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started teaching a lot and, and so I do that. So I have actually less horses in training than I ever have, but I'm busier than I've ever been with teaching. So, gotcha. um, that's what I do. Uh, you know, I have the FEI certification, uh, which was really smart. If you're going to go into this, everybody, um, you know, I think that's the way to go. And, uh, yeah. So <laughs> you have to, What's what that? I'm
2: hearing, Glenn, is that, um, I have a 15 one hand Mustang named Zeus that is available for syndication. So yes. anybody who wants to. <laughs> yeah. own, you need a horsey um, sugar yes.
0: daddy. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> own a piece of American history. Look, I could like put yes. it like that. Oh my God. Reese, you changed yes. my life. This is great. Girl, girl, you
3: just give me a call. You, you give me a call. <laughs> we'll talk about this. But yeah, I know the, the syndicating, but actually it works really well for people owning horses, especially professionals because it is so expensive to maintain and keep them and you have a farm and you know, it gets overwhelming. So I think it's a great way to, to actually own horses and, and people, um, my sponsors are older. Um, my parents don't let them hear. I said that, um, <laughs> my parents <laughs> own, own big, a part of big Mike. Uh, and also I have another wonderful sponsor who owns big Mike and a, another one with me. So, um, yeah, it's so, I think it's the way to do it. It's been successful for me. And then everybody else gets to enjoy
2: Enjoy see, it as well. And this is where Reese is a better business person than I, I am, because I also have eight horses, but only four <laughs> are in full training and four are mine. So I'm getting no benefit
3: <laughs> from those. Yeah. Jamie, we got We got to talk girl. Yeah. We got to talk. Um, I think you own
0: more than four.
3: Listen, but... <laughs> uh, four that are being ridden.
0: Glenn. Okay. Watch okay. Oh. All right. Oh, I goodness. thought the number was higher than that. Listen, yeah, I was going to text Chad here and see what the real number <laughs> yeah. was. How many?
3: Well, well, I, uh, I just actually, um, uh, gave away one of my horses to a great home. Um, and you know, so I do think, you know, they're easy to collect and, and, uh, this particular horse was, was getting older and he's productive and he needed a mommy. And so he left yesterday. It was kind of sad, but it was also great. Like I was, I was proud of myself for adulting and, and <laughs> giving him a new home. <laughs>
0: you know i got a question for you along that lines reese why is adulting so hard for us adults
3: i don't know it's just like i i teach a lot of college kids and they're like we can't wait to get out of here i'm like no no you want to stay there forever i would (laughs) come back in a heartbeat like what are you taught what are you right stay stay here forever go to school you know work no 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 don't don't come
0: out don't do it (laughs) Yeah. yeah it's always harder than you think it's gonna be And there's always stuff like we, I was just telling Jamie and the listeners that we, we discovered we have termites all over the backyard. So now we got to get the treatment, right? So, and it's always that, right? It's always always
3: something. It's always something.
0: Welcome to adulthood.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the problem with horses is, is, you know, you need a logical, like we're all crazy and we're like, yes, you know, um, I'll, I'll, you know, sure, I'll take that horse. He needs a home. Well, uh, you know, I think there is some, I do have a master's in economics, <laughs> so not that I use that very often. I was just going to
0: say, yeah, how often do you use that, Reese? Yeah,
3: like somebody's <laughs> like, how is the farm budget? I was like, I don't do a budget. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, no, it's too painful. Um, but But sometimes I can look at it logically. And it's the same thing, Jamie, like. With with horses and the number of horses, I mean, there's only so much per hour and so many hours yeah. in the day, and so many. Um, you know, I think we all deal with staffing issues. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. You want to tell me? I can teach people how to have good kids. You just let them come here and box some stalls for a few weeks. They'll be they'll be good. They'll be running home. <laughs> be like, I want to leave there. Um, but uh, yeah.
0: Well, so. thank you, Reese. And you can hear you're more welcome. Reese over on the Dressage Radio Show. They're over there every week. Reese and Philip, if you haven't checked it out yet, you should. Even if you're not into Dressage, they talk a lot about training and that applies to any horse so uh head on over there and check it out they they actually make dressage fun which is coming from the guy who finds dressage extremely boring so yeah but uh,
3: you don't produce us anymore so i think we broke him.
0: that's right i bailed out
3: (laughs) you bailed out no but our it is true philip and i are both uh certified instructors and uh so you've got two professional riders that that do the podcast. And Philip's great. And uh, it's been a real pleasure. And it's been so fun to be part of the family. Who, who knew that my well, three months would last this long?
2: I'm
0: glad you're up for another three months. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you later, Reese. Take care.
2: The PhD equine nutritionists at Purina Animal Nutrition tackle problems using science. Their love of horses keeps them out of right until they get it right. And even with the most established feeds, they keep on innovating. Even when it takes years of research, they don't stop until it's right. They're dedicated to a scientific method, but it still can't capture the feeling of seeing a horse reach their full potential. It takes science and love to help your horses live their best life. Put all their research to the test at Horse Innovation
1: it's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good.
2: That's right. These are actual problems that our poor listeners, that our auditors are having to deal with. And if you find yourself with a problem with your horse and your horse life, let me tell you, first of all, it's first world. because you know horses. Uh but if you want to participate in the segment, just become an auditor. Glenn, how do they do that?
0: Just go to horseradio network.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page.
2: All right, I'm going to start with mine because like I said this to myself this morning <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to punch myself in the face. Okay, so I drop Lucas off at school and it is like a beautiful October morning. And I would, I would like to put the top down on my convertible, but like I can't because I can't then hear my podcast because I got a new iPhone and I can't figure out how to Bluetooth it to my <laughs> new, to my car. So like I can't fl- drive with the top down because I can't hear because my stupid brand new phone won't connect to my Bluetooth.
0: <laughs> By the way, enjoy that not cracked screen for about two weeks.
2: Listen, it's going to be, it's going to stay fancy.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. What's your uh, history with that? About two weeks, I think.
2: Oh, God. All right. Mary says, that I went to a horse auction and there was way too many nice horses and like, I don't have enough real estate. Yeah. Don't go to horse auctions. I can't do it. I get invited. to like, there's some, apparently like a horse auction not too far from here. And I'm like, you're going to get me divorced. Like, stop it. I can't. Go to oh, yeah, auctions. because
0: that's going to be a classy horse auction near you, and you're going to want to take all—you're going to rescue them all.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, fill the trailer, Jim. Let's go. Uh, Kayla says, my pony is here. 16-hand off-the-track thoroughbred. But I can't ride because I'm freaking pregnant. <laughs> Kids mess everything up, man. Yeah, you know,
0: know how that happened, right? Just checking.
2: <laughs> we we don't need. Well, that's post show talk. Okay. <laughs> uh, Caitlin says, "I started doing training rides and lessons while my yearling grows up, but now I'm so busy, I like don't ha- I like, have to make time to work with her?" <laughs> 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 that's what you get for getting a baby. Uh, Gary says, "I met a baby Mustang today, and I." Want him, but like I already have a horse and like I board it. So I can't just like get another one on a whim. Yeah. And you can't really typically board wild horses at places either. They don't <laughs> typically like that. Uh,
0: well, so. I think that boarding does help stop the collection problem.
2: It does. Yeah, yeah. Cause there's like, you know, even if you can afford it, sometimes there's not a stall and nobody wants to board the horse at two facilities. That sucks. Uh, Lily says, my horse is hot and fiery and anxious dragon who desperately needs a talented rider, but instead she's stuck with me and I'm an unskilled potato. (laughs) 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 I read this Reddit thing. Did you hear about the person who gave away potatoes for Halloween? No. And they, but like started updating like the, their, their Twitter, I guess every 15 minutes. And like they had a big bowl of candy and then they put a potato in the bag and like the kids were like, what's that? It's a potato. Mom, you have a potato? They they went through 40 pounds of potatoes in the evening and ran out. People kept taking the potatoes. I was like, I would totally make Lucas take the potato.
0: I would Uh, like to report also that we do live in a neighborhood. I haven't done a report on this. And uh, we were not open for trick-or-treaters. But that's okay because we didn't see one.
2: mm. Not one. You had your lights off.
0: No, I mean, none walked by. None. There was just none. I was shocked.
2: you, You have like... Oh really? You don't even have land around you, yeah. This well, is you-
0: a neighborhood. I mean, it's packed full of houses. I was okay. shocked.
2: Kids, kids flock to the places with the best candy.
0: Yeah, apparently, our block was not known for good candy. They go I to guess. the
2: fancy neighborhoods. <laughs> um, Jessica said, "I'm having to decide between cleaning my horse's sheath myself or hiring the professional who came last year."
0: Uh, we hire the professional. That's what we do.
2: I figured you'd have.
0: Yeah, just hire the professional. Who wants to do that?
2: Hillary says, I went grocery shopping today and like I had to put the groceries in like the back seat because I had my saddles, bridles, horse boots, people boots, coolers all in the back of my SUV, taking up all the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that space is for. Um, then your dog gets in the car and you're like, um, excuse me, where do I sit? And you're like, on my lap, come on, up front. Let's go. Kara says, we finally bought an acreage tractor, like a big tractor, but my hand is broken, so I can't drive it. <laughs> Horse chicks.
0: Big uh, tractors are fun.
2: <laughs> I hate our tractor. I'm terrified of our tractor. I don't like You won't even
0: out. drive it, will you?
2: Uh-uh. I feel like it's yeah. going to tip over. Okay. They do
0: feel tippy. Do you have the three wheel, this is the three wheeled one or four?
2: No, it's four with the front end loader. And I don't know. It just, I've read too many stories. When I went to school <laughs> in Kentucky, every morning the teacher would bring in a newspaper clipping about somebody who got hurt on a tractor. And I was like, ever since then, I've been terrified because what she didn't do want us to do was be like driving the tractors at the Kentucky horse park and like running them around and turning them over. So. I'm terrified of tractors because of her. Thanks, Margie. Um, so Gwen says, Sophie and I won our first ribbons together at a horse show this weekend. And it was so excited. And I'm giving her and me a few days off for rest and recovery, but I don't want to. And I want to keep riding a ton and preparing for a show, but we don't have any shows for like the rest of the year. I have all this motivation and nowhere to go. <laughs>
0: That's the opposite of what most people have.
2: (laughs) I'm pretty pretty sure I read it in her exact way she was writing it. (laughs) Laurie says the feed store was completely out of alfalfa pellets. So, like, I have to buy alfalfa cubes and they take forever to soak and I hate scooping them. I can one-up your problem, Laurie. I went to the feed store and I bought, like, $500 worth of feed. I took my trailer. I was like, just load it up. Like, put it in there. And I ordered, like, six bags of alfalfa pellets and they get home and they're not in the trailer.
0: You had to go back?
2: <laughs> no, I can't find my receipt until I'm going to call them today. This was over the weekend. So I'm going to call him today and be like, hi, do you guys like have an access of alfalfa? Like, I can't find my receipt, but I promise I bought them. Yeah, that's going to work out great at the feed store. They love that. Um, okay, let's see.
0: We have about 20 bags of alfalfa cubes in our garage because Jennifer went to – she gets them a TSC because TSC is right on the way to the barn. Mm-hmm. So she gets them a TSC, and for some reason, they were marked less than half off. She bought that one bag and noticed it was like half price. She didn't say anything and went and bought a bunch more. And then the next day they went back up to the normal price. So she thinks it was a mistake. But so now we have like 20 bags. <laughs> okay. My friend
2: Larissa just went to Tractor Supply and they had Pro Force Senior for thirteen ninety nine a bag on sale. I mean, it was on sale, but it was legit. And um it's twenty seven ninety nine a bag. And so she went and she bought all of them. And I was like, how many did you get for me? Because I feed that, too. <laughs> and she wouldn't give me any of them. God. Yuck.
0: Sometimes uh, I think they just make mistakes over there and the pricing's all wrong or something.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I mean, it must have been like... A, now, end-day. your
0: punishment is you have to wait six years for the people to get it out of the bag and bring it to your car. That's your punishment.
2: Yeah, I don't care. I'll take that time if it's thirteen ninety nine a bag. Um, Elizabeth says, my 10-year-old daughter did her first event yesterday and she loved it. But now I have to pick and choose between show days... Be- for her or for me, because we both can't do everything.
0: (laughs) Why not? It sounds like a a bonding experience.
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, I guess you got to start eventing. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, Debbie says, I had a really amazing dressage lesson this weekend, and now my trainer has left and won't be back until the spring. (laughs)
0: off to Wellington bye bye (laughs)
2: Flossie says my trainer just got back in town from up north and now that means that me and my horse actually have to put some effort forth and get back into shape after a lazy summer so y'all need to like (laughs) y'all need to get together okay this one is is definitely like an actual real world problem but the pictures just make it into an equestrian one and I'll tell you what Julie says we've been in a drought And we got four inches of rain. Now my horse is so muddy. And you have to go on there and look at these pictures. It is a white horse that is black. Black. (laughs) There is like mud balls hanging from this horse's mane. That is impressive. He's been
0: waiting four months to do that. (laughs)
2: Exactly. And finally, our final one is Jenny. And she said, this is great. I got like the most awesome mounting block At a resale store for only $12. But it's like wood and I have to like paint it so it doesn't like rot outside. Yeah. Uh, Thank you everybody for submitting your request during First World Problems. I feel so sorry for all of you. And um I'm gonna work on getting my Bluetooth hooked up so I can have my top down so I can listen (laughs) to my podcasts.
0: I wanted to also, before we wrap up, by the way, there will be a post show, so hang around for that. But uh before we wrap up, I wanted to thank Karen and her daughter, Karen from Kentucky Performance Products. And her daughter came over for dinner on Saturday night. So uh got to see the house and uh got to go out and visit with the ponies and her, her, oh, never, we had never met her daughter, and she works down here in Ocala. So that was kind of nice, and cool. I just wanted to thank them for stopping her. by. It was a lot of fun. It's always thank fun you. visiting with Karen. We talked about the time uh, during the road show. When you were along, we went out to her place and uh, saw her beautiful farm out there and uh, outside of Con- Lexington, Kentucky. So for sales, uh, but it was nice of them to stop by. <laughs> and she said hi, by the way. Ah, oh, love so. her. All right, everybody, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. What is tomorrow? Tomorrow is the first or second Tuesday of the month. I can't remember. Tomorrow is the second Tuesday of the month. That means it is Endurance Day. So Karen will be here for Endurance Day, and then uh, Mary Kitzmiller will be here on Thursday. And, of course, Jamie and I, we're here our usual times, and uh, hopefully for the next couple of weeks until I go to jury duty anyway. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you.
2: Spay, neuter, and geld.
1: Time for the auditor post show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense.
2: Okay, so only auditors can hear this.
0: Are you sure you want to talk about this?
2: Yes. Well, they need to know. They don't need to know, but this is what I do, (laughs) and I entertain them. So Baby Groot, my RRP makeover horse from 2019, is back.
0: The archery horse.
2: The archery horse. The horse that I competed, that you watched me do mounted archery on, galloping around, shooting bows and arrows, not killing anybody. So he's back. So I sold him to a I so I I I sold him for twenty five hundred bucks because it was a girl who had an approved application from horse and hound and worked with a trainer and he's not an easy horse. Like he's very sensitive, young, thoroughbred. And so she had an approved application and I was like, you know what? Like I'll sell you this one for 2,500 when she came out to look at some of them and she loved him and took him. And I was like, but like, I was like, I want to watch you canter. I want to watch you do things. I'm with, working with the trainer. She, she could ride, but like, you know, was still learning. But I was like, as long as you have a trainer, well, that might have been true at the time, but apparently at some time she s- stopped all of that and she put Groot up for sale. And I got contacted, it's like six months ago, I got contacted by people all over the country because she put them on a bunch of different Facebook pages and everybody knew this was my horse and all of the pictures and videos that she used were of me, Andrew, at the makeover. And I'm like, okay, well. First of all. <laughs> yeah. I'm like it's okay, but like people are gonna reach out to me. It was it, I'm sorry, but like this was like we chronicled it on two different podcasts for an entire year. It was a of people. It people like, like like i'm i gonna find out anyway, so she's gotten for sale everything like, you should buy him back. and I'm like she's asking double what she gave me. Then I start getting calls. Do you have any current video of him? And I was like, He's not my horse. I sold him three years ago. Well, she won't give us any current video. All she does is keep sending us videos of you.
0: Uh, (laughs) And I was like,
2: Okay, that's also
0: not cool. (laughs) Yeah. So without your permission.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so then, I mean, this happens for quite some time. And finally, this guy calls me, and he's like, Hey. I have this horse and I think it used to belong to you. And basically he explains to me that what she's doing is catfishing people using all of my pictures and photos of the horse from three years ago. And he's like, he thought he was going to see that horse and got there. And it grew, was standing in a 12 by 36 run with like giant rocks in it. He was like, I don't even know how he laid down. We couldn't even ride him. Like you can't even ride him because there was nowhere to ride him. He was just standing in this little pen, and I was like, "Oh!" He was like, "So we took him." I was like, "Good job!" And he's like, "Paid
0: full price for him."
2: He he's like, "We took him on trial because oh. we realized we can't. We were like, we can't ride him here. We need to take him on trial and ride him." Well, they get him home and they're like, "We're going to call the person who's in these pictures." And they figured it out somehow. They asked around, I guess, and and called me, and ended up you know i i was like here's what she paid for him and so long story short they we paid that we 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 kind of teamed up on this one they paid that and they were like we're gonna send him to you to train because we want you to restart him back and get him
0: obviously nothing has happened since he moved
2: not a thing not a thing was he skinny uh, they've had him for now because, because I was like, uh, apparently if he's that skinny, you need to keep him and just feed him. So he looks a lot better now, um, from where he did when he got to them. And I, I talked to her and she had all sorts of, I ended up calling her and I was like, Hey, what's going on here? And she's like, Oh, you know, I just, I, I basically should like fix her truck. And she was like running out of money. I was, I mean, I was like, you know, like, okay. I'm not going to get all the way into it, but we got we got the horse back. As it as it is when you're dealing with somebody like that, just get the horse, just get the horse, just get uh, the horse. Yeah. Just, just, do get the that. horse just get the otherwise the
0: horse disappears.
2: Exactly. So we got the horse. And um just 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 anybody listening to this, this is not something I really want going because I'm still dealing with issues getting a bill of sale, so I I can't go like I can't just like blast out all the the details. Point is He's here, he's safe, he's doing great. He's owned by a teenage girl, now has him, and they love this horse. And the dad and the daughter brought him over with their whole family, and they were like, this is... They're, they're, it's, he's going to be like a hunter jumper for this little girl. And like she's a good rider. And they just wanted him kind of restarted. He's like, whatever it takes, whatever costs, whatever, however long you need to keep him, just keep him and get him back. They also sent me another horse that they were like, somebody gave us this horse a week ago. And um by the way, if you go down past its knee or past its shoulder, it will kick you. So I'm dealing with that. <laughs> but I've got Groot here. And so they named the other one Yondu, which is awesome for... Guardians of the Galaxy fans. So it's Yondu, Groot and Yondu. Okay, so Groot, they're here. I haven't seen him in three years, Glenn. Three years. And I was like, you know, he learned this really cool thing called coming to the mounting block. And no matter where I was in the world... In the, in the barn, if I stood up on a mounting block, he would come directly over and present me with the stirrup. That was going to be my finale if I made it to the top 10 in the makeover. Like that was going to be the, the the icing on the cake. So he does this thing. No, I mean, I would take him to shows and he would be freaking out because it was like new and I would stand on a mounting block and he would still be freaking out, but he would come to me, you know, on the mount <laughs> and he'd get on. So anyway, all of this stuff, I was like, let's see what happens if I put him in the rompin. I put a mounting block in the middle and the family of five is standing outside the rompin. And I was like, this is probably, I mean, this is definitely not going to work, but I was like, let's just see if he remembers anything. So I put him in the round pen, and I send him around one direction, and I turn him, and I send him around the other, and I climb up on the mounting block. And do you know what happened, Glenn?
0: Did he come over?
2: That dang horse ran right over and side-passed over to me. Like, he had never missed a day. Huh. I started crying. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I mean... And it was like, and he, when he get, got off the trailer, he's like, you know, flighty and like, he's kind of nervous and he's all these things. And ever since that, I got on him, rode him yesterday, walk, trot, canter, jumped him, all the things we practice our like, leg guilt, all the things I left him with. Now he is unfit and my jump was six and a half inches tall, but he did everything. And it all came right, but like flooding back to his brain when I stepped up on that mounting block and he was like, Oh, I know this one. And he came right over and it was like all the stress, like all of the tension, all the stress just melted right out of him. And since that moment, he is like in the pasture, super calm, happy, compliant, no problem. Like, and I said, he got off the trailer, like a little bit of a dragon and then He's like, okay, I'm good. It was so sweet.
0: That just now I to am, show you about those fundamentals and the foundation, right? I,
2: well, you know, it makes you realize like they don't forget anything, good or bad. I so was just gonna say, if anything. it starts
0: bad, they don't forget that either.
2: Exactly. Right? Yeah. Hence why the other horse is kicking me when I go past its girth, the girth area, you know, where the girth would go, because he's been hit in the he's been whipped. He's huge, and I find that the giant thoroughbreds, um, in my experience are way more scared than the little ones. And it's because people are afraid of the big ones, so they beat them up, you know? And this horse is so sensitive and scared of everything. So I have two separate problems. I'm like, this horse, like Groot, is just... Like, I got on him yesterday, and I, like, immediately picked up the reins, put him in a frame, like, started going... And Barrett was there, and Farm Boy is like... He goes, oh, my God. Wow. I was like, see, I do know how to ride. <laughs> I promise. I do know how to train horses more than just to be able to walk and trot in the circle. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was really magical and amazing. And two things, uh, being, uh, I'm glad that he's here. Um, I'm so glad that he's back. And I'm also so glad that he has an owner because I would keep him forever <laughs> and i just bought a horse so i don't need another horse but like oh my gosh it was just really really kind of magical well, let's hope
0: enough. that sounds like the new family's going to do a little better than the other
2: one. yeah That's they're awesome. so excited so if you i posted that video and you can hear them if you click on it and you listen to audio and they are definitely blown away like like oh my god because i was like Oh my God. <laughs> in- internally, you know, I'm feeling all cool, like in it, but I was totally teared up. Like, it was just it was magical and amazing so um because i'm still dealing with some uh bill of sale issues and stuff like that just please if everybody can just keep this under your hat for a while that'd be great
0: but it is amazing they found you Well, i mean a lot of people knew about this horse so that helped they didn't but... know
2: me i just they called somebody who called somebody that just uh, I, yeah. I don't know the horse world is small y'all like it's small you may yeah, it's think smaller it's
0: smaller when huge. you have thousands of people listening to you every day too.
2: exactly exactly <laughs> so... and this horse was like you know is my makeover horse this a big deal i mean y'all chronicled my adventures with this horse for a year you know i talked yeah. about him for a year and so um i'm i'm glad that is there's good and bad with talking about all yourself on the radio all the time and, but this is one of the good this things is a good
0: happened. one yeah yeah well good i'm glad i'm glad very cool very good all right well we have to call it a day thanks everybody for joining us we appreciate it and we'll see you all in a couple of days all right bye
1: congratulations you made it through another post show thank you for all your support now go ride your horse